There's so much health advice out there, lots of different voices and opinions, but who can you trust? Trust the experts, the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them tough, intimate health questions so you get the answers you need. This is the Health Essentials Podcast, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician. Hi, and thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Health Essentials Podcast. My name is Kate Kaput, and I'll be your host. Today, we're talking to dermatologist Kayana Williams, section head of Cleveland Clinic's Skin of Color section, about how to start up a skincare routine. There are so many skincare products to choose from. How do you decide which ones are best for your skin? And in what order do you apply them? It's a lot to try to figure out on your own, so we're thrilled to have Dr. Williams here today to walk us through what to consider and where to begin. Dr. Williams, thanks so much for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. So I'd like to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about your work here at Cleveland Clinic. What kind of work do you do and what kind of patients do you typically see? Sure. So I am a cosmetic and a surgical dermatologist, so I split my time about 50-50. About half of my time is spent doing Mohs surgery, which is uh, skin cancer surgery, and the other half of my time is spent doing cosmetics and skin of color dermatology, which includes things like lasers, fillers, toxins, and such. Great. Let's begin with the basics. Can you tell us about some of the ways that race, age, sex, and even geographical location plays a role in our individual skincare issues and needs? You know, what should people be keeping in mind as they approach their own particular skincare routine? Sure. So, you know, some people are inherently a little more greasy. Some people are inherently a little bit more dry. Some people are, you know, have more sensitive skin while others can put anything on their face and skin uh, and really have no issues. Um, So it's important that people take that into consideration when they're looking for things. You know, if your face is really dry, you might not want to get one of those washes that's geared towards acne or oily skin, obviously, because it's going to dry you out more. Uh, And in terms of age, you know, as we age, all of us start to lose some of those factors that keep moisture in our skin. That moisture helps, obviously, to keep us well moisturized. It prevents us from being dry, uh, and it also contributes to the plumpness in our skin. Um, So as we get older, we might find that, you know, we're starting to need more moisturizers and things to replenish what we're starting to lose. Uh, In addition, as we get older, our skin can also become more sensitive, and we can start to become uh, more sensitive to things that we once didn't have a sensitivity to. So a lot of people want to take care of their skin, but honestly just have no idea where to start. And it can be really overwhelming to parse through all of the options and try to figure out how to use all of them. So let's start at the beginning. Can you walk us through the basics of a basic skincare routine and what it should include? Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think at best it's, easy, it's, it's best to just kind of whittle it down to the basics, like you said. So first, everyone has to cleanse their face. Um, So a gentle cleanser and body. So a gentle cleanser for face and body, um, which often are different. And then uh, a moisturizer and a sunscreen. So if we're doing nothing, I always say to my patients, if you want to do one thing, put on sunscreen. And then if you want to do more, we can talk about more. But first and foremost, a gentle cleanser and a sunscreen. And so when you're talking about cleansers, do those face wipes that you use to take off your makeup count? Or should you be using an actual sort of cleanser alongside. 
So if you, you know, are on a long flight or something and you have to use one of those cleanser wipes, by all means do that for something. Um, but in general, use water. Got it. So let's talk about some of those individual steps um, if, the, if you want to do more. And because I think that people who are new to skin routine, skincare routines don't always know the difference between some of the steps. Um, so we talked a little bit about cleansing. Anything else that we should know about cleansing your face? You said use water, you know, anything else about choosing a cleanser? Yeah. So I'm not a big fan of those that have, um, that are, have those microbeads in it or that are meant to be like kind of harshly exfoliating just because I can find that can cause more damage and cause more irritation and inflammation than anything. So I would steer clear of those that have like those microbeads or those other particles that you can feel that feel gritty on the face. And then if your face is prone to being more dry, staying away from those that are foaming. If your skin is sensitive, looking for ones that have the word gentle on them or for sensitive skin um, would be, would be my recommendations for a cleanser. Perfect. That's super helpful. So what about toner? What is toner and what does it do? I feel like it's one of those products I hear about a lot, but I'm not totally sure of. Yeah. So toners are generally astringents. And so the thought is that they are helping to shrink pores. Unfortunately, there really isn't anything that's going to shrink your pores that you can apply to your face. So, you know, they're almost like an additional step in cleansing. You could cleanse your face and then put on a toner. And the thought is that you're getting your face kind of ready and prepped to then receive the moisturizer or the subsequent products that you're using. I'm indifferent on them, honestly. Good to know. So you talked a little bit about the microbeads in, you know, cleansers. What about exfoliating? What does it do? How do you do it? Um, how important is it? Yeah. So when we think about exfoliating, there are, you can kind of think about it in two different ways, physical exfoliators, which are like those beads or sometimes like those brushes or things that you can buy where you actually, there's physically um, exfoliating going on. And then there's chemical exfoliators. So chemical exfoliators are going to be products that have product, there are going to be products that have ingredients such as glycolic acid in them. Um, so those provide a more gentle, even exfoliation. And so I would recommend more towards that rather than one of those physical exfoliators. Okay. Um, and then moisturizer, we talked a little bit already about moisturizer, but you know, why is it important and sort of what should you consider in choosing the right one for your skin? Because there are so many kinds out there. Right. So really when it comes to moisturizer, it's going to be, you know, where you're at and how much you need to replace, right? So when you're younger, oftentimes we don't need to put on really heavy moisturizers because, you know, we have a lot of those components in our skin that are keeping it nice and moisturized. But as we get older, like I said, we might notice that our skin is becoming more dry. So then you're going to start to want to replace some of those things that we're losing. So moisturizers that have like hyaluronic acid, ceramides and such uh, can be helpful to replace some of that moisture. Okay. So another confusing element of skincare is the order of application, right? Between moisturizers and serums and oils, what order should we apply our products in? So generally you want to go lightest to heaviest. Um, so, you know, if you're using something that is a really fine light lotion, you might start there. And if you have a cream, you would follow up with your cream and then you can follow up with a serum. And, you know, what about if you have multiples of something, right? You have multiple serums or acids. Maybe they seem like they're the same weight. Um, how do you know which one of those goes on first? Does it matter? It does matter, um, but it gets very specific as to, like, what things can be mixed with what. 
Um, so if you have a lot of questions and you should just schedule an appointment with a dermatologist and we can certainly go over it. But in general, there's really no need to have multiple serums or you know, multiple toners or multiple of the same product. Got it. Good to know. Um, okay. So what about morning versus night? How should a morning skincare routine vary from a nighttime skincare routine? You know, are there any products that should only be used at a certain time of day? Are there steps that you only need to do in the morning or in the evening? So generally, when we're talking about retinoids or retinols, those are applied in the evening, um, partly because some of them can be deactivated by the sun. So it's important that you wear them in the evening. Sunscreens obviously should be applied in the morning. Um, some people like to have their heavier moisturizers be applied at night because they just don't like the feeling on their face during the day when they can feel it. Whereas when they're sleeping, they're you know not as aware of it, which is reasonable and completely fine to do. Okay. And how about seasons? I know that, you know, here in Cleveland, we are about to head into uh, fall and winter. You know, how should our skincare routines change as the seasons change? What do we need to keep in mind in cold weather versus warmer weather? And sort of how should we be switching things up, if at all? Yeah. So in the winter, obviously, most of us are more dry because, the you know, we have less humidity. It's colder outside. So you might find that you're in you're in more need of a heavy moisturizer or reapplying your moisturizer. You also might find that some of the products that you're using are a little bit more irritating in the winter. So if that's the case, such as using a retinol in the evening, if that becomes a little bit more irritating for you during the winter, then generally I recommend to use that product every other night rather than every single night to give your skin a break and let it and allow it to catch up. Great. So um, let's also go back to talking a little bit about age, which I know you already mentioned. Um, How does age, what are some of the other ways that age impacts our skin and what we need to do to take care of it? You know, do the products that we need change as we get older? Do we need more products, different products, products with different ingredients? Uh, Tell us a little bit more about age and skin. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, as we get older, a lot of those um, factors that are normally in our skin, we start to lose some of them, um, which makes our skin um, more dry. And in addition, we start to lose some of that plumpness. So, So a lot of times, you know, I'm seeing patients who are trying to get that plumpness back and almost like that youthful glow. So when you're older, products that are going to increase cellular turnover, such as a retinol, is going to help your skin become more kind of give it that youthful glow. So the you can think about it almost as preventative. So when we're younger, we can we can use these products, and it's more kind of to prevent some of that that expected aging in our skin. And then when we become older, it becomes more of a treatment. So how do you know, you know, how can we decide which products are right for us? And especially, you know, if we're using, if we've decided on a product we like, you know, is there ever a time when it comes time to switch things up? Maybe you're getting older, maybe the seasons have changed, maybe any number of things, right? How do you both decide what's right for you in the moment and then sort of uh, figure out as, as things change, whether you should be switching up some of those products to something different? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think, you know, in the moment, obviously, if you're putting on something in your skin, just because you were told or you think that it might be good for your skin, however, it's drying you out, you're getting a lot of inflammation, a lot of irritation, or you just don't like the way it feels or the way it smells, then by all means, stop using it because there will be an, an alternative that can be used instead. So certainly if you're, if you're having side effects, or you're just not liking the product, don't feel as though that you need to use it just for, you know, some promised benefit. So that would be first. And then if you're noticing that, 
you know, your skin is changing where you used to, you've always used the same skincare routine. However, now you feel like you're getting more acne or you feel like your skin is a little bit more dry or is greasier or things are just a little bit different. That might be a time to kind of reassess and say, okay, which part or which step in my skincare routine might be contributing to this? Which one can I remove and what could I add to help with this problem? That makes sense. So basically, if you feel like suddenly you're not getting the results that you were getting or that you want to be getting, maybe it's time to switch something up. Correct. Okay. Um, So let's talk about some specific products, starting with one of the most vital, as you already mentioned. Um, Let's talk about sunscreen. So, you know, give us sort of the basics of sunscreen. Why is it such an important element of skincare? For sure. Uh, So this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. So sunscreen, uh, there are chemical sunscreens and physical sunscreens. Chemical sunscreens work by uh, when the sun, you know, is penetrating the skin. Essentially, there's a chemical that is in the skin that is able to to defend against the, the effects of sunscreen. Whereas physical blockers sit more on top of the skin and they serve as a reflectant. So they reflect sun off of your skin. Physical sunscreens are much less likely to cause an allergic contact dermatitis or irritation. So people who have sensitive skin, um, I always recommend a physical sunscreen. Physical sunscreens also, some of them can have broader coverage than chemical sunscreens. But if you do prefer a chemical sunscreen, either because the way it feels or you just like the way it looks on your face, a chemical sunscreen is certainly better than nothing. So when you say physical sunscreen, we also sometimes hear about chemical sunscreen and mineral sunscreen. Is mineral and phys- are those the same thing? Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah. So physical Great. sunscreens are those that contain zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, and are traditionally thought as the ones that when you put them on, they're pasty white. Luckily, though, there are a lot, a lot of companies that have made new mineral sunscreens that really don't have that thick pasty consistency and blend in very well with the skin, including ones that are tinted for people who have a little color to their skin. Great. So that was one of my questions. You know, does the SPF in your makeup or moisturizer count or do you need to put it on specifically on its own, right? I'm very pale. I know that the, you know, moisturizer that I use in the morning is like SPF 25. Does that count or should I be putting on something else specifically? You should be putting on something else specifically. So oftentimes the the SPF in makeup uh, and other moisturizers isn't quite enough. Oftentimes it's chemical. Um, I recommend SPF 30 or higher every single day of the year, even in the winter. And then if you know you're going to be out in the sun, you know, golfing at the beach, whatever, um, SPF 50 or higher. And I mean, can you kind of talk about why that is, right? People think, oh, it's the winter. I'm not going outside today. I don't need to put on sunscreen. Um, Or, you know, maybe I'm very dark skinned. I don't need to put on sunscreen. Just kind of drive home for us why you really do need to put it on every day, why that's so important for everyone. Yeah. So when it comes to the effects of sun, it's yes, there is a risk of skin cancer. That's part of it. Um, But it's also the things that we were talking about before with a skincare regimen, right? So when we talk about photo aging and losing some of that collagen, losing that youthful glow, that plumpness, getting age spots, all of that is related to the chronic sun exposure that we get over time. And even though it might be a cloudy day, a cold day, you might be inside most of the day, you are still getting exposure to UV just by you know a window. And there is newer data that even suggests that the light that we get from our cell phones, our computer screens, TV screens, indoor light also contributes to some of these problems. There is a common misconception that if you don't burn or if you have darker skin, then you don't need to use sunscreen. 
And while it's true that those who are darker tend to not have skin cancer at the same rates as those who are lighter, um, it is important to note, however, that one, you know, brown and black people can still get skin cancer. And also we wanna protect from those other things that we talked about earlier as well. So that photoaging, hyperpigmentation, melasma, all of these things are things that can be protected with sunscreen. Wow. Okay. Thank you. That's, uh, I know that I need to get a different kind of sunscreen in addition to my moisturizer now. Um, so on to another product, we hear a lot about retinol and retinoids. Can you explain what they are and what they do for the skin and kind of how do we know if we should be using them and what kind to use? Yeah. So they are all uh, vitamin A derivatives, uh, meaning that they all are essentially a form of vitamin A. And what they do is they stimulate collagen production. Uh, so again, getting to that, that plumpness, that youthfulness of the skin, as well as um, they increase cellular turnover. So the way you could think about it is normally our skin turns over about every 28 days or so. And so what retinoids do or retinol does is it essentially helps to continue that cellular turnover. So you can almost think about it as it's continuing the process of say, you know, exfoliating or, you know, getting a facial where you're kind of starting anew uh, because it's increasing that cellular turnover. And so by doing so, stimulating collagen, increasing cellular turnover, it also helps with fine lines and can help with dispigmentation and just evening out skin tones. Okay. So that sounds pretty helpful. Is there anything to keep in mind or to be worried about? You know, I know that you mentioned sort of they can be activated by the sun or deactivated by the sun. Um, anything in particular that we need to be careful about when using those products? The thing to be careful about them really is that they can be initially that you might find that they're a little irritating. They do cause some drying. Um, they can make you a little bit more sensitive to the sun. Uh, so if you start using that every single night off the bat and you're noticing that your skin is really just inflamed, irritated by it, you can either decrease and use it every other night and it'll still be effective or you could go down on the dose or, or change the product. Okay. And that seems like good advice for kind of all of your products, right? If, if you're getting inflamed, if you're not seeing the results that you want, either back off a little bit or stop using it, try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people spend a lot of money and effort on products that say they can do things like prevent wrinkles and get rid of dark circles. Kind of what should we be on the lookout for or be aware of in products like this? Do they work? Should we try some of them, avoid them all? You know, what can you tell us about these sort of uh, cure-all promises from our skincare? Yeah. I mean, in general, most of these cure-alls just, if it sounds too good to be true, you know, then it's probably not true. Uh, so, you know, obviously there are products that can help with these things. It's better to be more preventative than it is to be more in the treatment arm of things. Um, so if it, if it's making a lot of promises to do, you know, things that just does, don't sound very reasonable, that it's probably not, you know, probably not going, going to work. Um, however, um, that doesn't mean that there aren't certain things that you can try, but a lot of it's going to come down to the active ingredients or the, the specific ingredients that are in these products. Some things we know are helpful, such as, you know, retinoids, sunscreen, um, certain antioxidants, things like that. So if you're really feeling bogged down, then by all means, I would recommend making an appointment with a dermatologist and you can go over the specific ingredients that have clinical data to support their use. Perfect. 
So Dr. Williams, can you tell us about, uh, you know, is there a best place to buy your skincare products from, right? We can find skincare products everywhere from the drugstore to the grocery store, to sort of upscale uh, makeup counters to our dermatologist's office. Uh, does it matter where we buy our products from? Yeah, so I think it really depends on the product that you're buying. So there are amazing products at the drugstore and the grocery store. There are also amazing products that are sold out of the dermatologist's office or, you know, out of a specialty boutique. Uh, it really just depends on the product that you're looking for. In general, though, I would certainly say that sunscreen, wherever you get your sunscreen from, is a good sunscreen. Uh, sunscreen specifically have to go through FDA approval to say that they have the SPF that they do. So that is something that you can definitely trust. When it gets more into some of those claims that we talked about earlier about, you know, fine lines and, you know, dark spots, things like that, then it becomes a little bit more tricky. And some of those, you know, over-the-counter products um, might be boasting more promises than they can actually deliver. So what about those zit stickers that are so popular right now? Um, are pimple patches effective? Can they actually do anything for you? I think they can. So most of them, I believe, have benzoyl peroxide uh, in them. And those, and benzoyl peroxide is a treatment for acne. So they can help. Um, obviously, benzoyl peroxide is, you know, it can be irritating. That's its purpose is to dry out, you know, those acne lesions. So I think they're fine. I think they're fine. I don't think it's a long-term treatment. So really, you know, you want something that's going to prevent your acne from ever happening rather than a reactionary uh, treatment, which those are. But in the meantime, if you have just one or two and you want to pop one on there, I think that's fine. Got it. In a pinch, you know, doesn't hurt to, to stick right. one on there if you've got a big day coming up or something. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, what about some of the skincare products that we don't use every day, but kind of want to add in sometimes for a little bit of extra benefit or sort of self-care um, like what about at-home sheet masks? Do they work? How often should we use them? Are some kinds better than others, et cetera? Mm -hmm. I think with those, there's such a broad range of what's in them. So it's hard for me to give a blanket yes or no statement of if they're helpful or not. I do think though, in general, you know, what, what they're aiming to do is to put moisture back into the face. Because again, you can kind of think of um, your skin as like, a grape versus a raisin. So if you put a raisin in water for a while, like it'll start to plump up. And so that's kind of what we're trying to do. And it's kind of what those masks are, are aiming at. So in general, I don't think that they hurt, obviously, unless you have a reaction to one of them. Um, how much they help, like maybe to your point, maybe if you have, you know, a night out or something and you want to, you know, plump up your raisin. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really love thinking about it that way. I like, I think that sheet masks are one of those things that you put them on because they feel like nice self-care, but I never really think about what they actually might do for my face or not. And so that's actually kind of a, a very helpful analogy. If you want to pump up your raisin, they probably can't hurt. <laughs> right. Exactly. One, one person once um, described it to me as like, it's like a glass of water for your face. And I remember thinking like, that makes no sense. And then I think I used it and I was like, oh, I get it. It feels like a glass of water for my face. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so what about acne spot treatment? You know, I, I know kind of like the zit stickers, you said better to focus on, preve on prevention than on, you know, sort of dealing with it in the moment. But you know, what if you wake up one morning with a giant zit, you've got a big day the next day, um, anything to know about acne spot treatment and kind of what kinds actually work and, and what to look for? Yeah. 
So uh, first thing, don't pick. It's really, really hard not to pick, uh, but don't pick. It'll just make it more angry and more irritated. Obviously, if it's one of those like really juicy ones that's just like ready to pop, if you have to pick, I say use like the flats of your fingers, the soft part of your finger rather than your fingernails, if you have to pick. Uh, and then uh, products that have benzoyl peroxide are, you know, my favorite. So if you just want to get a little benzoyl peroxide cream or a retinoid cream and just dab it on there and just to help dry it out, uh, that those would be my preferred products. Perfect. So, you know, we've talked a lot about skincare products for the face, but what can you tell us about the rest of our body, right? We are covered in skin. There's skin everywhere else too. So is there anything special that we should be doing or products that we should be using on the rest of our skin? So in terms of the skin on our body, it's important that we also are using gentle cleansers or cleansers that can help kind of bring back some of that moisture. So you don't want to use ones that are really, really stripping. I know a lot of people like that squeaky clean feeling when they take a shower or a bath, which makes sense. But if you're squeaky clean, that also means your skin is really dry. So staying away from those that, you know, are heavily scented. I always say if it smells pretty or if it looks pretty, you shouldn't be using it if you have sensitive skin. So you want it to be more bland. Um, and if it does have a scent, be more lightly scented. And then um, again, moisturize, moisturize, moisturize. So definitely when you come out of the shower or bath, uh, take tepid, tepid showers or baths, so not really hot water. When you get out, pat dry, and then immediately put on a moisturizer. Also, one that's going to be bland, the thicker, the better. Got it. And the moisturizer that you use for your body should be different than the moisturizer that you use for your face. Is that right? Anything to know about picking out a moisturizer for your body? So in general, you know, our faces generally, you know, we have more oil glands and such in our face. So our face usually doesn't need as heavy products because it also can't tolerate such heavy products, right? So it's really heavy and thick. It's likely that we're going to clog our pores and it's just going to be too much for our face. But our body is much more rugged. The skin is thicker. Um, it can be much more dry. So the thicker, the better when it comes to the body. So you can, you know, lather your body up in Vaseline if you wanted to. Okay. Um, great. I mean, Dr. Williams, I know that this is a huge topic and we could probably talk for, you know, another 45 minutes about it, but is there anything that we haven't discussed today that you think is important to the topic of sort of starting a skincare routine, understanding the basics, um, anything else that, that people should know that we haven't covered yet? No, oh, I think we covered most of it. It's really a gentle cleanser in the morning and the evening, sunscreen in the morning as well. And if you wanted to, you know, prevent some of that, that photo aging, uh, then adding a retinol in the evening. Great. Dr. Williams, thank you so much for being here today and for speaking with us on this topic. To schedule an appointment with a Cleveland Clinic dermatologist, including a provider in the Skin of Color Center, please visit clevelandclinic.org slash dermatology or call 216 444 5725. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for listening to Health Essentials, brought to you by Cleveland Clinic and Cleveland Clinic Children's. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit clevelandclinic.org slash HEPodcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest health tips, news, and information.